All right, welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Tuesday, December 11th. Uh, as always, we're presented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karczewski. Just me again today. Just probably going to be the last episode of Just Me for a long time, uh, at least a month, because we will be getting Truman back in studio, hopefully on Thursday. Um, and then we're going to have some guests planned for you next week, uh, get some new bodies in here, maybe some old recurring guests. Uh, we're just going to get some uh, new people in here, go back to kind of the old method. Uh, we've been doing these single shows for a while now, uh, and I feel like I've gotten a lot better at them, uh, but definitely the shows are more fun. Uh, and a little bit easier to do when you have guests. So we're going to bring in some more guys next week. But definitely Truman should be back on Thursday. Um, which is great because we're going to keep this momentum train rolling. This should be, unless I screw it up, uh, this should be our first episode uh, on Grand Old Sports. That is the new website we have partnered with. Uh, they decided, uh, I was in contact with them for a while. Uh, and they decided that they liked our show well enough. They're going to put our show onto their website. Uh, so that's really cool. We're really excited to be on there. So if you're listening from there, we welcome you. Uh, and we ask that you just please keep listening, follow us on iTunes, or just keep listening on this website. Uh, so we are excited to be uh, partnered with Grand Old Sports. Uh, we hope to help them grow uh, their website into something big. Uh, just like we are still with 12 Ounce, but we are uh, also now with Grand Old Sports. We are putting our podcasts on both sites. So we're very excited to be working with both of those people. Um, and always, we are on iTunes, as always. But let's talk some sports now. Let's get into it. NFL uh, week uh, 14, which is crazy to think that we are this far ahead in the NFL season. We got three more weeks of football left, then come playoff time. But uh, it is interesting because this is probably the first time I can remember in a long time that there are so many teams still in it, still in the hunt. Um, there are only four teams, I believe, that have been officially eliminated right now. Obviously, uh, there are some teams we can say, you know, there's no way in hell they're making the playoffs. But this is the first time in a long time that a lot of teams are really still in the thick of it. Um, you know, there's so many Super Bowl contenders. Uh, it really changes every single week, you know, who is number one in terms of uh, power rankings. So there's a lot of different things up for play still, um, which is why uh, games like last night are going to be, you know, more exciting as a season goes here uh, i think thursday night's game which is i think the chargers and the chiefs that's going to be a really fun game to watch and we're gonna have a lot of those matchups and then come playoff time you know week 16 17 when it's really getting down to the nitty-gritty um we're gonna have some fun matchups because some teams are going to be fighting for a lot um and there's gonna have to be a lot of different things going on in terms of help for different teams uh so it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks here in the nfl uh which only makes it for you know better games better competition uh and more fun for the fans so we're gonna start like we always do we're gonna we're gonna do thursday night's game um from last week and then we'll go to sunday and then uh um talk about last night's game so we'll start with thursday's game uh Jacksonville and Tennessee. It was a thrashing. 30-9, to uh, the Tennessee Titans beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, like I said, it was an embarrassing game for everybody who's ever been related to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, sadly, we bear this cross too um, because we picked the Jaguars to win the Super Bowl or be in the Super Bowl, not win, uh, at the beginning of the season with the Packers. So, Officially, the Jaguars have been eliminated, so it looks like we're the idiots now. Uh, hopefully, we'll pick a better Super Bowl contender and match up next year. Um, but we will move on, but we are going to talk about this game. Derrick Henry showed out primetime. Derrick Henry, coming into the season, was supposed to be the guy. Um, he was supposed to be the man who really um, changed the Titans' offense. You know, He was younger, Heisman winner. He was supposed to come in and be the guy for them, um, but he really hasn't done that yet. You know, in this season, they, they let go of DeMarco Murray so they could give him more carries. Uh, and he could be the guy, um, the bell cow running back there. But he hasn't done it yet so far in the season. He's really been a huge disappointment. Um, but last uh, Thursday, he showed out. He uh, really put a stamp uh, in the ground. And he said, you know, I'm still here. I'm still uh good enough to be uh, a lead running back in the NFL. And he showed out. You know, he had 17 rushes, 238 yards with four touchdowns, all topped off with that insane 90-yard, 9-yard touchdown run um, where he put his freaking fist into like seven Jaguars uh, face masks and he was dragging guys. Um, 
and that was one of the best plays of the season so far. Uh, it was cool to watch it live. I was watching it um, on my TV, and it was crazy to see uh, just the power that that guy has. And it's been kind of sad that he hasn't really used it all that well in the NFL. Um, but maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe this is a breakout game for him, and maybe uh, we need to start looking at Derrick Henry a little bit closer. Uh, but as far as the Jaguars go... Kessler's not the answer. We all know that. I guess Bortles isn't the answer either. They're going to let him go uh, is the uh, news that I'm getting, which is a little bit surprising to me since they signed him to such a big extension uh, after the season, uh, after last season. So we'll see what happens with them. I'm not really sure where they go. I think a quarterback in the draft would probably be the best answer, like a Haskins. I don't think Herbert will fall to him. I think Haskins would be a good shot for them. But... The season's over for the Jaguars. The Titans season keeps moving on, uh, and we move on to to Sunday's games. Uh, We're going to talk about Atlanta and Green Bay uh, after all these because I want to spend some time there. Uh, But we're going to talk about New York and Buffalo. Uh, The Jets beat the Buffalo Bills 27-23 on Sunday. Josh Allen has been kind of a strange story to talk about for the Bills. Coming into the season, uh, the rookie quarterback with a huge arm, everyone was excited to see what he can do. And obviously we can't rate what he is yet because it's so early. And his best receiver uh, is uh, Robert Foster, who I barely even know who Robert Foster is. Um, But coming into the season, he was supposed to be the guy with the power arm. Uh, And he has made some great throws this year, and he has shown off that arm. But his feet are insane. Uh, He had nine rushes, 101 yards. He leads every quarterback in rushing, I believe. Um, And he has shown to be a real threat with his feet and his mobility. Uh, So it's interesting to see what he's going to do now that the um, season keeps moving on and teams get more used to him running. Because I don't think teams really expected him to run a lot. Uh, But now that he has, I think teams will start to key in on that a little bit more. Uh, Sam Darnold in this game, he went 6 for 24, 170 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Um, it's a bad team he played. He didn't beat the, uh, the Saints. He didn't beat anybody crazy. Uh, Sam Darnold has still not had that great of a rookie season after week one. After week one, you take away week one, um, where he had that pretty good showing, pretty good debut against the Lions. He hasn't really done anything. Um... And if I'm a Jets fan, I'm a little concerned. Uh, obviously, this could be a Jared Goff situation where you fire the coach, you fire Todd Bowles, get a new guy in there who will help mentor Sam Darnold a little bit more, Mike McCarthy. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. He could change his career around, but right now there really hasn't been anything I've seen uh, to say that he's going to be uh, your franchise quarterback if you're a Jets fan. So this is a pretty boring game. I didn't really watch much of this. You know, obviously when the Packers play at one o'clock on a Sunday, you're not watching, you're not running to the TV to watch Jets versus uh, the Bills. Next game, Carolina and Cleveland. Uh, Carolina lost twenty to twenty-six as the Browns' uh, season continues on. Browns fans, I love you. You deserve to win. But also, where there is love, there is also hate. Because Browns fans, I'm not kidding you. If you're not a Browns fan. I'm warning you right now. I live in Cleveland. Uh, I live in Northeast Ohio, not Cleveland. I live near Cleveland. Um, Browns fans, when they are winning, are the worst fans in all of sports. You may not agree with that. You may not understand it, but they are. Browns fans, when they are winning, are really bad, really annoying. Even They've won three games this year. Um, or four games, sorry. Five games. Shoot, sorry. But they're acting like they're playoff contenders, which they are. They are still in the hunt. They're not going to win this division, though. The Steelers are still a good team. The Steelers will figure it out. Uh, And then the Ravens are still a good team. But the Browns aren't going to the playoffs this year. It's going to take another year. It's going to take an actual head coach. I don't know who they're going to get. Um, I know some Browns fans crazily want to stick with Greg Williams. But let me tell you something. The Browns are a couple years away from being Super Bowl contenders. And they are at least a year away from being playoff contenders. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. They've beaten decent teams, but on paper, if you really look at it, they haven't beaten anybody who's really a playoff contender. They haven't beaten anybody. They've beaten the teams who they should beat. You know, they beat um, you know the Panthers, who who have now lost. Uh, let me see here, five straight. Panthers have lost five straight. 
They beat the Bengals, who aren't crap anymore. They beat the Falcons, who aren't crap anymore either. And then they beat, you know, the Ravens, who were a pretty good team, but again, that was early on in the season, and then they beat the, the Jets. So, I mean, they really haven't beaten anybody. Um, I get it. Like I said, Browns fans, when they're winning, they get a little irrational. They get a little crazy. It's not happening, and they're not making the playoffs this year. Um, but there is a chance next year that they could make a run at this thing, maybe even the division. The Steelers are falling apart. The Ravens are still there, but again, I think the Browns could compete with the Ravens in a couple in a year. So don't freak out, Browns fans. I know you will. You're irrational fans because you've been part of a lot of losing in the past. Don't freak out. You're not going to the playoffs this year. You're going to... Um, Something's going to happen. You're going to lose. Let's check their schedule real quick with the Browns. Uh, the, the last three games, they got Broncos, Bengals, Ravens. They're not going to beat the Broncos on, this is a primetime game here. Uh, they aren't going to beat the Broncos this Saturday. They play Saturday. They're not going to beat the Broncos Saturday primetime. They could beat the Bengals. I think they will. And I think they'll lose to the Ravens. So I think they go 1-2 and two in their last two games, uh, finish out the season 6-9-1. Uh, which is not great, but is a solid record. If you told Browns fans that would be their record, they would take it. Now, as far as Baker Mayfield goes, Mayfield has shown that he can be a uh, franchise quarterback, and I think he can be. I think this is a rare opportunity for the Browns. You're going to go into the season with a very talented roster, and you're just going to add to that in the draft and free agency. This is a very talented roster. You pair Baker with a good coach. Um, I don't think Greg Williams is the answer head coach. You pair him with a good coach. You bring in a little bit more weapons around him in terms of wide receivers because I don't think the wide receivers are ready to be uh, a really f- crazy core wide receivers. You know, Jarvis Landry is pretty good, uh, but I don't think Higgins is anything. He dropped a couple passes uh, in the last game. So you get a couple more wide receivers, and I think this team starts to slowly take shape. Don't freak out. Don't don't you know put all your chips into this season. Wait till next year. Finish out these last three games. Go into the season proud with your head held high, which is something the Browns fans haven't been able to do, or even the organization hasn't been able to do in a long time. Uh, and then acquire some talent over the offseason. John Dorsey will do that. And then get back to your playoffs the week, the, the year after that. Next game, Indianapolis and Houston. Indianapolis law won 24-21 as the Houston Texans win streak comes to an end. The Indianapolis Colts are the most slept-on team in the country right now. The Colts have put together a really good team, which has just shown what a difference. A good, solid draft, a good uh, free agency period, and a good head coaching addition can do for you. Frank Reich has been an insanely good hire for the Colts. Really all around the league, all the new coaches, um, besides maybe Gruden and Wilkes, have been doing pretty good jobs where they're at. You know, Rabel, Nagy, and now Reich, you know, have all put together pretty good seasons for their teams. But the Colts now are the, are 500. They beat a, uh, a wagon of the team in the Houston Texans. Uh, Houston's, you know, their win streak comes to an end. Uh, but because Andrew Luck has just been really good this year. I think he's right up there in MVP contention. Um, and you look at it, they've really put together a lot of different talent and just groups that really shouldn't work but they do eric ebron was supposed to be a bust and he's turned into a top three maybe even top two right there with travis kelsey tight end in the league um marlon mack has had a great year um their defense darius leonard has been the rookie of the year i think in terms of defense um everybody else is kind of putting it all together on their defense you know if you really think about it darius leonard uh malik hooker that's really the only two guys you could really name on that defense. And they've put together a really solid defense. And then obviously with Quentin Nelson, you know, one really good offensive lineman uh, addition like Quentin Nelson can just change the course of the entire season uh, for the Colts and for a franchise. So it just shows, you know, picking the sexy pick is fun at the time. But when it comes down to it in the season and you pick a guard with your first pick, it's going to be more helpful usually than picking a – you know, wide receiver, running back, quarterback in the draft. You know, it's not the sexy pick at the time. It's not going to sell jerseys. It's not going to excite fans. But picking a guard like like Quentin Nelson is really going to change the course of your franchise uh, for the long term because they got a guy now, um, 
assuming they keep him, they got a guy who can hold down that right side of the line for 15, 16 years to come. So that's pretty exciting if you're a Colts fan. Next game, Baltimore and Kansas City. Kansas City won 27-24 overtime. Good game, good playoff matchup for both teams. I think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC North. Uh, Lamar Jackson played a pretty good game. He's changed that entire dynamic there. Uh, Lamar Jackson isn't a passer, but he's been kind of the last couple weeks been growing into his own in terms of passing. You know, he had two passing touchdowns this week, but in terms of in terms of running the ball, the Baltimore Ravens are the best running team ever since Lamar Jackson got the start. They've had the most yards uh, in the league ever since Lamar Jackson got the start. Uh, they've been just transforming their entire game, entire offensive scheme into a running attack. You know, they still have the passing. It's still there. Um, but they really are becoming a force there uh, running the ball. As far as the Chiefs goes, Pat Mahomes keeps doing his thing. They still look lost, I'm going to admit it, uh, without Kareem Hunt. They're still trying to find that lead back. You know, They have Spencer Ware, who is a good complementary back. He's not a bell cow. Uh, the other guy they have there, Damian Williams, he's played a little badly, I guess I want to say, eight yards. Eight rushes, 14 yards is not great. Um, so they're still trying to find their identity, I think, there in the running game. That's why I think Le'Veon Bell would be a great addition over the offseason for them. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here. Uh, obviously, they needed to get rid of Kareem Hunt, but that's a huge blow to their offense, and they're not going to be able to replace that, uh, especially during the season. But Pat Mahomes is still doing his thing. I think he's the runaway MVP winner this year. Um, that no-look pass was all over Twitter. Uh, looking one way, thrown at the other, something you see in the NBA. Uh, he has really been the most exciting player. Um, so Chiefs fans, I don't think it's this year. I don't think this year is going to be a Super Bowl year for you. But, uh, again, like I said for Browns fans, you're going to go into the offseason with your head held high. Um, you're going to make the playoffs this year. you got a franchise quarterback in there for the next 10 15 years, 10 to 15 years at least. Andy Reid's a top five coach in the NFL. Uh, this defense is not great, but it's getting there. Uh, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are two of the best weapons in the NFL. So what I would do over the offseason is work on getting a running back into that building. Um, obviously without Kareem Hunt, uh, this offense has taken a pretty big step back, but they're still there. Next game, yeah, New England and Miami. This was a game. 33 to 34, the Dolphins took a win over the New England Patriots. This is one of those games that you're going to sit back in 20 years and it's just going to pop in your memory. This final play, this lateral play, it's just going to pop in your memory into your head. Uh, Kenny and Drake running down the field, Rob Gronkowski making a piss poor effort to tackle him. That's just something that's going to stick in your brain um, for the rest of your life. And you're not going to remember it. But every now and then when you need a little pick-me-up, you're just going to look at this game and you're going to smile. Because Tom Brady is now 1-5 at the Dolphins Stadium. Uh, the Patriots lost another heartbreaker of a game this year. Um, they've lost a couple. I'm not betting against them because I said I'll never do that again until Brady and Belichick move on. But this is one of those games where it's just nice, nice to win one. Well, nice to see the Patriots lose a heartbreaking uh, fashion. You know, I respect Belichick. I think Belichick's the best coach in the NFL. But it made no sense to me why you had Rob Gronkowski back there as safety. Oh, he was there for the Hail Mary. They were on the 30-yard line. You think Ryan, an injured Ryan Tannehill is going to get a ball from the opposite 30 into the end zone? No way. I would put 300 other guys back there other than Rob Gronkowski who is age quickly he is not what he used to be anymore due to injuries um so putting him back there doesn't make any sense to me he's not going to make that tackle you need a defensive player back there um somebody who can make those type of tackles uh and any other player you put any other defensive player on the patriots back there he makes that tackle to put rob gronkowski into that situation um like I said, I respect Belichick. That is one of the dumbest coaching decisions I've seen in a long time as an NFL fan. Rob Gronkowski back there at safety made no sense to me. But at the end of the day, we can all just look back on this game. A little smile, little corners start to, to roll up and you start to smile and you say, Tom Brady is 1-5 at the Dolphins Stadium, a team he should beat every single week and twice on Sunday. 
he loses to almost every single time when he plays them in Miami. Next game, New Orleans and Tampa Bay. Uh, New Orleans, uh, they've had a rough couple of weeks, and this game was no different. They got the win 28-14, to um, but this offense hasn't been the same since the, the Cowboys game. You know, I've heard a lot of conspiracies that, you know, the Cowboys figured out something with Drew Brees, which I don't think they figured out anything. I just think the Cowboys have a good defense. <clears throat> but the New Orleans Saints played this game pretty poorly until the end. Uh they should have easily rolled over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I get it, it's a divisional opponent, and they did, and you know things happen. But still, sorry, I'm yawning. But still, the Saints should roll over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that's why I think the Saints are no longer the best team in the NFL. Next game, Giants versus the Redskins. The Redskins are in turmoil right now. Uh, they lost this game 40 to 16. The Giants, God knows what's going on there in New York. Are they tanking? Are they not? I'm not really sure, but the Washington Redskins, the Mark Sanchez experiment, you know, it was the whole week everybody was all hot on uh, hot on uh, Mark Sanchez, you know. Oh, he did the butt fumble explanation. Oh, we really like Mark Sanchez now. But then you see him play. You see him throw pick sixes, and you realize he's still Mark Sanchez no matter what. <coughs> then they move to Josh Johnson, and he's starting next week. Makes no sense to me. But again, this is a pretty rough quarterback situation. Now I get it. I'm not a Colin Kaepernick fan, but I think this is one of those situations that it makes sense to sign Colin Kaepernick for the rest of the season. I get it. Like I said, I'm not a Colin Kaepernick guy. Uh, I think what he did was terrible. But again, at the end of the day, you need to find some stability at quarterback for the rest of the season. These rest of these three games, or else it's going to be three more ugly losses. Josh Johnson is nothing to write home about. He's not going to give you um, good quarterback play no matter what you think, no matter what he's done in practice. Kaepernick is not a good quarterback either. I don't believe he should have been signed when he was, but this is now when you look at it, um, he is the best quarterback out of the two other options you have of Josh Johnson and Mark Sanchez. I think Kaepernick could do it. I think it's uh, an interesting situation, though, especially for the Redskins because uh, they are really bleeding right now and they traded fourth round pick for haha clinton dix and he has been straight i don't even think garbage straight garbage is that good of an explanation that's an insult to garbage saying he's haha clinton dix haha clinton dix has been straight has been worse than garbage the last couple of games and every time i see it it makes me smile because we got rid of him for a fourth round pick um and all the pack fans that were complaining back then you are just smiling now because Gutenkeist is the GOAT. Next game, Cincinnati versus the Chargers. Cincinnati lost 26-24. You know, Driscoll hasn't been that bad. Um, I know he hasn't been fantastic, but without A.J. Green, too, um, he almost beat a pretty good Chargers team. You know, they did some pretty bad clock management at the end there, and they could have actually made this a bit more of a game because um, it was close at the end. Uh, Cincinnati had the ball with about... 40 seconds left and they just couldn't punch it in but the Chargers they've won three straight uh, they didn't even have Melvin Gordon in this game which they're going to get him back soon the Chargers now 10-3 and one of the best teams in the NFL this is going to set up a huge a huge matchup um, for Thursday night uh, it's going to be Chargers versus Chiefs this is one of the best games all year and we get to watch it Thursday night primetime I'll be off of school then break will have started and I'm so excited for that so next game I wanted to talk about Denver and San Francisco I'll be honest I really didn't watch a lot of this game I watched a lot of the Dallas game um, but Denver and San Francisco San Francisco actually won this game 20 to 14 putting Denver's I think playoff hopes to a bit of a rest. Uh, George Kittle, if Travis Kelsey and Eric Ebron are the top two, George Kittle's right there at three. Um, you can make an argument that he is the best tight end in the league. Um, and he has been, and he's only in his uh, second year. As far as Nick Mullins go, that's still going on in that experiment. Uh, he has been decent, not great. He went 20 for 33 for 332 yards and a passing touchdown and one pick. Um it's interesting to see what they're going to do um, once uh, Garoppolo gets back. You know, are they going to be a lot better than this? Because does Garoppolo make the, the uh, 49ers a lot better than what they are right now? I'm not so sure. 
but I guess we'll have to wait for him to come back. Next game, Detroit versus Arizona. Detroit won 17-13. Um, <coughs> again, I didn't watch a ton of this game. Uh, Detroit, 5-8 and eight now. They're still kind of uh, boring to me. They're not a good team anymore. Um, as far as Josh Rosen goes, he's still trying to put it together. He doesn't have a lot of talent around him. So I'm not going to put the bus tag on him yet like Truman did. Um, but he's still um, kind of playing, kind of trying to figure out where he's at in terms of his NFL career. Next game, Philadelphia versus Dallas. Best game of the of the week, I think. Um, I guess you could say Sunday nights too. Um, but Dallas won 29-23. Carson Wentz, man, he's struggling. He has not been even close to what he used to be last year. And, you know, we'll t we'll, I was going to talk about it in, in, uh, after all this, but John Filippo got fired by the Vikings after Monday night's game. The Eagles should go right out right now and hire John Filippo back to their offensive staff. I think John Filippo is the main reason why the uh, the Dol not the Dolphins the Eagles were so good last year. Uh, I think he's one of the reasons why Carson Wentz was Carson Wentz last year. And I think they, they need to go out and hire him and give him a blank check and sign him to as many years and as much money uh, as they can as they can handle. As far as everything else goes. They are pretty shot in terms of corner, so I'm not going to fault them you know, too much. But as Dallas goes, Dallas is putting it together. I hate Dallas. I hate Dallas with everything in my body. Um, but, you know, they have won five straight. That defense is legit. Amari Cooper, it's looking like the price for Amari Cooper was worth it. Um, the production you're getting out of Amari Cooper is is what you would hope you would get out of a wide receiver you'd pick with a first-round pick. So... It's worth it. The price tag was worth it. Everybody was saying it wasn't. We were prematurely judging Jerry Jones just because it's fun to do that. Um, but in the last couple of months, Jones, Jerry Jones has made a couple pretty good decisions as a GM. You know, he franchise tagged Demarcus Lawrence. He drafted Vander Esch. Um, he uh, and he traded for Amari Cooper. Those are three really good moves. They have all helped out this team immensely. Um, does Dallas have enough in the tank? To really go for a Super Bowl run? No. I don't think Dallas is even close to that. I think Dak Prescott is an average to below average quarterback. Um, I think Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott are elevating his play way above than what he is. Um, and what sucks is that Dallas is going to have to give Jason Garrett and Dak Prescott extensions on their contracts, which I don't think they really want to do, but now they can't explain it to their fans if they weren't if they weren't going to do that. Um if Garrett leads them to the playoffs, they're not going to fire him. They're going to give him an extension. If Dak Prescott leads them to the playoffs, they're going to have to pay him over $100 million because that's what quarterbacks get nowadays. Um, so it's going to be um, an interesting offseason for the Cowboys. they got to pay DeMarcus Lawrence too. So as far as it goes, I'm not so sure what's going to happen here for the Dallas Cowboys. And we could talk about that more come offseason um, or next week when I have Truman back on. But it is going to be interesting to see. The Cowboys are an interesting story. Next game, Oakland and Pittsburgh. Oakland won 24-21. One of the biggest upsets, I'd say the biggest upset of the season so far. Um, nobody expected Oakland to win another game. Uh, and they beat the Steelers. The Steelers, I mean, you can blame it all you want on the field conditions. The Oakland Coliseum is probably the worst stadium in the NFL. And they're, that's why they're getting out of there. Um, but still... Steelers have just not been playing well, and I don't know what's going on. I don't know why things aren't going as well as you th as you want. Uh, you know, obviously they didn't have James Conner this game, uh, so that running game wasn't there, which is something you need on a crappy field. Um, but still, you shouldn't be losing to the Raiders. That's flat out. You shouldn't be losing to the Raiders. Next game, Sunday night's game, the Rams versus the Chicago Bears, fifteen to six. The Chicago Bears won. Um, this was one of those games that I think put in perspective. They kind of made everybody look up and really stop dreaming and putting their heads up in the clouds and really look at what's going on in the NFL. You know, we had that amazing Monday night game versus the Chiefs and the Rams, and everybody was excited about that. Offense is the new thing in the NFL. Coaches like Matt Nagy and uh, Sean McVay are going to be the new hot ticket um, in terms of uh, head coaching. That's what everybody wants. Lincoln Riley, um, Cliff Kingsbury, all these young uh, offensive-minded guys to be their head coach. 
But then you look at a game like uh, Sunday night. Defense is still king in the NFL. Defense is going to win you games. Offense, defense is going to win you championships. Offense is going to win you games. Offense is fun. It's fun. It's flashy. Um, it's going to put you on all the headlines. <coughs> all the kids are going to buy your team's merchandise because they love having, you know, Tyreek Hill and Jared Goff, all these guys. They love having them on their fantasy team and all this type of stuff. But at the end of the day, the names like Bill Belichick, Vic Fangio, all these names, Andy Reid, all these are the stable coaches. These are the coaches that are going to win you championships. Bill Belichick's a defensive-minded guy. Vic Fangio is the main reason as to why um, the Bears are where they're at right now. Their defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio, is the best defensive coordinator in football. He was available last year. I wanted the Packers to get him. Sadly, they couldn't. Um, but he is the best defensive coordinator in football. And I get it. Offense is fun. It's exciting. It's sexy. It's cool. It's not the standby. Defense has always been the standby in the NFL. You look at teams like the Ravens. They don't have a good offense, but they're still winning games because their defense is stout. The Chargers, they're putting together a really good defense right now in San Diego with uh, Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, all these names, Casey Hayward. Um, so my offense is flashy, my offense is cool. It doesn't last. It's going to win you a couple games here and there. It's going to get you in the playoffs. It's going to get you on the front page of the papers. But it doesn't last. Sean McVay is a cool name. He's a good coach. I'm not denying that. But I think we need to peel, put our foot on the brake a little bit uh, when it comes to putting Sean McVay in the Hall of Fame. He hasn't done anything in this league yet. He hasn't earned the rights to be called a good head coach. Yeah, he turned the Rams around a little bit. He brought them to the playoffs last year where they got embarrassed. He hasn't done anything yet to show me that he can be uh, a Super Bowl winning Hall of Fame caliber coach. And I get it, it's his second year. It's one game, they had a bad game, but still. And also, to run Todd Gurley, uh, I think, I can't remember exactly how many times they ran him in this game, but it wasn't pretty, and it would make you kind of sick if you were a... Uh, they ran him 11 times. This entire game, they ran Todd Gurley, arguably the best running back, best offensive weapon in the NFL. They ran him 11 times. But Sean McVay is the best coach in the NFL. He's the best offensive-minded coach in the NFL. They ran Todd Gurley 11 times in this entire game while Jared Goff was out here throwing four picks. So I'm not going to blame it all on Jared Goff. Yeah, I don't think he can play in cold weather. Yeah, I don't think when the Rams are taken out of their cool, uh, warm, you know, South California stadium and they are put into a rough situation, I don't think they're going to last. But it's one game. We got to relax. You got to pump the brakes a little bit. In terms of the Bears, Matt Nagy, I hated on him a little bit, but he has been—he has done a pretty good job at covering up Trubisky's mistakes. Trubisky isn't a, is a very limited quarterback. I'm not going to say he's bad because he is athletic. He can throw the ball around a little bit, but he is very limited in what he can do. And I think it's been a lot of smoke and mirrors, a lot of magic. Um, this year to try and hide the fact that Trubisky's not going to be a long-term option at quarterback for them. So that's just my two cents there. Offense is fun. Offense is going to get you onto the you know headlines. It's going to get you onto Sports Center. It's going to get you talked about everywhere. But it's not going to win you a Super Bowl. At the end of the day, teams that have a good defense are the teams that win the Super Bowl, and are the teams that last for a long time. And defensive coaches really are still the standby. Old school coaching. Still works, uh, you know. I think McCarthy's right there. I think that's why McCarthy will be fi- will be hired pretty quickly because he is still an old school coach. He ran a little stale in Green Bay. It was time to move on. But again, he is still a good football coach, and I think he should get another job quickly. Last game I want to talk about: Minnesota and Seattle. Seattle won twenty-one to seven, bringing their win streak to four straight games. Kirk Cousins isn't a primetime quarterback. He hasn't been his whole entire football career. He is. 0-6, I believe, now on Monday night games. They fired John Filippo. It was a poor performance from the uh, Vikings last night. I don't believe the Vikings. The Vikings have come a long way uh, from last year till now. Uh, I don't know if that's because of Pat Shermer leaving. I don't think that's the whole reason. I don't really know why they've fallen so far. 
But Kirk Cousins is overrated. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks continue to trounce on teams uh, and continue to be slept on in this NFL, which is crazy to me. But we're going to move on now. I wanted to talk a little bit. we got to talk one more game we're going to talk about. Uh, and then I want to talk about Mike McCarthy and the Packers coaching search still. Um, but before that, I wanted to do a quick ad read here. Uh, as always, our show is brought to you by D's Home Cuts. D's Home Cuts has always been the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. For only $7, D's Home Cuts will provide you with a modern haircut and styling. D's Home Cuts is always the best place to get their haircut. They're going to give you a professional cut every single time for only $7. You can't beat that price anywhere. Me, Truman, and 90% of our guests have gotten their hair cut at these home cuts, and we have never looked or felt better. They get better every single time because Dom is always upgrading his equipment so he can give you the best haircut possible. Treat yourself to the best. Treat yourself to professional haircut. Make yourself look better. Christmas has come around the corner. Uh, a lot of holiday photos. Uh, get that hair looking right for all those posts on Instagram. Dom's Home Cuts. Check him out on Instagram at these home cuts. Uh, you can set up an appointment directly in his, in his bio or DM him for any questions or any concerns you have. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. These home cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So let's talk about the Packers a little bit. They won their last game uh, versus the Falcons, 34-20. to That score is a little bit misleading. The Packers were up 34-7 to most of the game. Those two touchdowns were really late and really insignificant. So we'll start with the Falcons. They've come a long way since the Super Bowl. That Super Bowl completely broke them. They need to clean house. They need to fire Dan Quinn. They need to fire Dimitrov. And they need to fire uh, Sarkeesian. Uh, I think all of that would kind of help them reset here uh, in terms of uh, going into the offseason. They still got Matt Ryan, who's still a franchise quarterback. They got Julio, who's the best, one of the best receivers in the game. And their defense is full of young, good pieces who have gotten hurt a lot this season. That's my two cents on the Falcons. They need to clean house because it's not going to last. Uh, they're not going to win a Super Bowl with what they're at right now. Green Bay. I told myself I wasn't going to do this. I told myself I wasn't going to talk myself into Joe Philbin. But Sunday was one of the most exciting games I've watched in a long time as a Packer fan. Maybe it was because of the new energy. Maybe it was because Mike McCarthy wasn't around and was kind of interesting to see what was going to happen coming into the game. We didn't know what Joe Philbin was going to come out with. We didn't know how he was going to play, um, but he came out hot. He threw those first challenge flags, bam, bam, within a minute. A minute eight of the game, Joe Philbin used two of his challenges. He Now, he lost both. We're not disputing that fact, but it shows us there were two good challenges, and it shows us Joe Philbin was willing to be aggressive early on. Now, the rest of the game, we started that opening drive. Aaron Rodgers ran right down the field and scored, passed to Devontae Adams, top five receiver in the game. That game, that drive showed us that Joe Philbin changed something. Something clicked in Aaron Rodgers. He didn't play a perfect game. Rodgers didn't look fantastic, but he did look a lot better than any of the opening drives he's played in this entire season. Now, the Falcons aren't a good team. I'm not disputing that fact, but Joe Philbin coached a hell of a game he did what every interim coach strives to do and that's what and that is to take a win a losing team a team with a losing culture inside of it and coach them to a victory and he did that on sunday 34 to 20 uh it was a great game and like i said i'm not going to sit here i promised myself when mccarthy got fired i wasn't going to talk myself into joe philbin as the next head coach of the packers but if he wins out these next couple games and we get a lot of help and we make the playoffs and we we win a game or two in the playoffs, it's going to be very hard to explain to fans why Joe Philbin isn't the next coach for the Green Bay Packers. Um, you know, Philbin is not an exciting name. He's not a, he's not a, uh, a sexy name, but he is a Green Bay guy. He is a Packer for life, and that's not going to change. Um, but, but like I said, I'm not trying to sit here and talk myself into Philbin as head coach, but just for a second, this this. Just for a tiny second, the thought crossed into my mind that, man, it would be nice to have Joe Philbin as our head coach for the Packers. It would be nice to have Joe Philbin win these next four games, to hire him, and just know that we have a trusted guy as our head coach. I get it. I think a lot of other names would be better, but Joe Philbin would be an interesting ride 
if you're uh, the Packers. So I'm not trying to talk myself into Joe Philbin, but it would be an interesting name to have him as head coach. Uh, but other than that, that's all I wanted to talk about with uh, the Packers. Uh, shout out Brashad Breeland too. Uh, probably the best in-season in pickup so far this year. He has been a beast. Uh, he's only played in about three games, but he has two picks. He had a pick six and a fumble recovery in the last game versus the Falcons. So, shout out to him. Um, with that, uh, let me see if there's any other headlines. I don't believe so. I wanted to talk about college football. Army-Navy game was another classic, another fun game to watch. I didn't watch a ton of it because I was traveling most of the day, uh, but always a good time. Uh, now we're getting ready for bowl season. Uh, Kyler Murphy winning the uh, Heisman. Kyler Murray uh, was surprising a little bit, but I think after the national championship, not national championship, SEC, SEC championship game, uh, I think the thought of Murphy winning the Heisman was a little bit more uh, plausible, and you know he did it. So back-to-back -back Heisman winners for the uh, uh, Oklahoma. Uh, Sooner, sorry, I was a little lost there. But Kyler Murray had a pretty good season. I think Dwayne Haskins should have won it. I think they gave a lot of disrespect to Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins. They never treated, they usually do that, where they usually bring out a guy, you, they bring three guys. One guy is the clear-cut winner. One guy is, you know, it's he could win it. It wouldn't shock, it would shock people, but not as much. And then there's the third guy nobody believes is going to win it. It's happened a couple years. If you look at every single Heisman finalist, it's always like that. It goes one, two, three. Um, this year, Dwayne Haskins was obviously the third guy, which makes no sense to me. Usually the third guy, you know, they're good players, but it's obvious they're not going to win. Haskins should have deserved all the credit in the world. Just because he's not a running quarterback doesn't mean he shouldn't have contention for Heisman. He put up insane numbers. He had more touchdown passes than any of those guys. Um and he just didn't get the, the respect he deserves just because he's not a flashy quarterback. But come when the draft comes, when it comes around, uh, uh, Haskins will be drafted above uh, Tua and above Murray if Murray decides to go to the draft, which it's going to be interesting to see what he does because I said it earlier in the season. If Murray was a solid Heisman candidate, and I said it before the season started, if Murray wins the Heisman, and you know plays really well he's going to fall in love with football again and he's going to wish he played football over baseball now obviously baseball is a safer sport um but it's going to be interesting to see you know there's rumblings that he wants to play both sports who knows what happens if it's going to be another bo jackson type of situation but other than that that's where we're at right now in terms of college football uh let's go to nba uh football nba basketball let's do some headlines there uh, then we'll do a little mlb and then we'll get you out of here uh for the day but before all of that we got to remind you guys about a's lawn service since 2014 a's has been providing professional landscaping to many homes around northeast ohio by using professional equipment a's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price turn to a's and trust me your lawn and your home will never look better trust a's for all your landscaping needs and you will not be disappointed the phone number is 330-241-2392 and the email is lawnservice.a's at gmail.com again 330-241-2392 2392 and the email is lawn at gmail.com a's lawn service llc you grow it they'll cut it so let's talk a little basketball uh some news that happened over the weekend george hill was traded to the milwaukee bucks for, uh, for matthew delvadova john henson and a first round pick um i believe sam decker was traded to the wizards too in terms of you know it was kind of a three-team deal um there uh, but George Hill has had a pretty good season uh, he's averaging 10 points and about two assists per game this year um, you know he hasn't been a starting point guard for a while he's been kind of a backup a really good backup point guard uh, I think that's what the Bucks need right now so it's a good pickup for them and as far as the Cavs go you know they got another first round pick um, and they brought back a fan favorite in Matthew Delvadova which is huge and John Henson himself he hasn't been terrible former first round pick um, this is a good deal for both teams and I think the uh, Bucks save some money too other basketball news of notability uh, is Nick Young. He was signed by the Nuggets, uh, I think, yesterday. Um, he only played in, like, seven minutes last year for the Warriors. Um, 
which isn't surprising, but he struggled a lot. Uh, he is just kind of a three-point shooter now. Uh, he have He's just a scorer. He's not really much of a... Uh, a threat anymore in terms of defense or anything else he's just kind of a three-point shooter uh, and he hasn't been that great as of late um, but again this is a good signing for the nuggets um a guy is just going to come off the bench he knows his role is just to shoot uh and the nuggets who are a pretty good young team uh could use uh his veteran leadership even though he's a little bit crazy off the court uh i think at the end of the day uh nick young is a pretty good signing for the uh denver nuggets let's talk baseball though uh, we've got a lot of baseball news to get through. First of all, Mike Napoli. He officially retired from baseball. Uh, he hasn't played in the major since, I think, 2018. He tore his ACL last year with the Indians, uh, which sucks. Uh, but again, he was the epitome of a fan favorite, if I've ever seen one, uh, as an Indians fan. Uh, he was um, 37 years old. He is 37 years old. He's not he was. And he was... Like I said, the epitome of a fan favorite. Just the first baseman who loved to crush home runs. Uh, his year in Cleveland, you know, it's crazy. Because you look at a guy like Rajay Davis, a guy like Mike Napoli. Those two guys played pretty much, well, Na Rajay Davis is a little different. Because um, he played last year. But they pretty much played one year with the Indians. They played a lot longer in a lot of different places but that one year in Cleveland meant so much to both of them and meant so much to the fans that they instantly became fan favorites. And he's obviously, you know, the party at Napoli thing was huge for a long time. Um, so it's sad to see him go. Uh, it's time for him to retire, though. I know the Indians brought him back. Everyone was excited. But, you know, he didn't even reach the majors due to injuries, and then he tore his ACL. So hopefully he gets back into coaching. I know he was coaching with the Indians for a little bit, um, and maybe he'll get back to that. That would be pretty cool to see him uh in the dugout still. He's, he's still a good clubhouse guy. Next news, the Billy Hamilton signing for the Royals. They signed Billy Hamilton to a one-year, $5 million contract. He's 28. He can't hit for shit. Uh, I think he batted like 220 last year, um, only four home runs. He's not a hitter. 236, sorry. Um, he's not a really good hitter, but when he gets on base, he is probably the most dangerous player in Major League Baseball. He's so fast, um, and it's certainly going to boost the Kansas City Royals outfield. Uh, hopefully, he'll be the full-time center fielder because I think he needs consistent at-bats. He's a former top prospect. You know, he does have a bat um, in his past. Maybe he brings it back for the future here. It's going to be interesting to see. Tyson Ross signed with the Tigers. One-year, $5.7 million deal. Uh, you know, he threw about 150 innings last year uh, for the Cardinals and the Padres. You know, he was... A little beat up, a little unhealthy, but he finally had a pretty good season last year. Uh, you know, he had a 4.5 ERA last year with as a, a starter uh, in San Diego and a 2.73 ERA with the Cardinals. You know, he had a pretty good, strong second half for the uh, uh, Cardinals. So, again, the Tigers, who've had a lot of success in the past with signing guys, uh, starters who have been falling off as of late and then kind of transforming their career, are doing it again, and it's just a good signing for them. Next, Ivan Nova uh, from the Pirates signed a deal with the Red Sox, with the White Sox. Nobody really knows what the uh, uh, years or money is on that, uh, but we'll talk about that once that becomes known. Uh, he's been a Pirates rotation guy for a long time. He's always been there. He's been kind of the staple there for a long time. He posted a 4.91 ERA across 21, 29 starts in 2018. Uh, so hopefully he can be um, kind of a uh, uh, mentor to this young White Sox rotation as they're still trying to build something there uh, in Chicago. Next baseball signing we have, uh, which is kind of, it just happened. Andrew McCutcheon signed a three-year, $50 million deal for the Philadelphia Phillies with the Philadelphia Phillies. He's come a long way uh, since his MVP uh, performance in 2013. You know, he's a five-time All-Star. He's still a big name. He's only 32 years old. He hit 255 last year with 20 home runs. I think... This is a good signing because I think if you're going to give McCutcheon some consistent at-bats, I don't think he'll return to MVP form, but he could return to all-star form. I think he still has enough left in the tank to do that, um, but we will see. But other than that, uh, that's it for baseball news today. That's it for uh, all the news we have today. Uh, we had a lot, uh, a lot to get through, but we're glad we got through it all. Um, we will be continue on Thursday at 
though, with some of the other headlines uh, and wrap up with some predictions for Week 15. Uh, but other than that, have a great day. Tune in um, on iTunes. Find us on iTunes, like I said. Give us five stars, rate, review, subscribe. We want to thank our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. Uh, we want to thank Grand Old Sports for giving us this opportunity to post on their website. Uh, we're excited to be partnering with them, uh, and we, we're excited to help them grow along the way here. And same with 12 Ounce. We're still on 12 Ounce. Listen to us tomorrow on 12 Ounce Radio. Uh, that site's still up and coming and growing. Find us on Twitter at TNT Sports Talk 12. That's where you can, our DMs are open. So that's where you can send us invites uh, to be a guest. If you want to be a guest on the show, uh, if you want to be, uh, if you want our questions answered on the show, if you have questions, comments, concerns about anything to do with the show, uh, positive or negative reviews, things you like, things you don't like, tips for us, because we are still trying to grow. We are at. I believe this is episode, you know, 77, 78, 80 in that range. I don't have the, st- the stats in front of me right now, but we are still getting better. We're st- it's still a little rough. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of time to dedicate to this type of thing uh, in terms of podcasting. We don't have a lot of time to get everything perfect, which was how we would like it. Uh, so we bear with. I, we're glad you've bared with us. Through all of this, our ups and downs, and we need our we need tips to get better every single show. We want to get better every single show. We feel like we have been, you know, from the first episode to where we're at now. We feel like it's gotten a lot better. Um, but we are trying to restore a little bit more energy, a little bit more comedy into our podcast. Uh, is the goal not just reading off sports headlines and a more spirited debate? So we're going to be getting on some more guests. Um, the single shows, while I love doing them, I think it's fun to you know not have to debate my sports opinions with anybody. It's hard to do, um, especially during school. So hopefully we're going to get more guests on and we'll see less of these single shows. Um, more call-ins from Truman next semester with school. But thankfully we don't have to worry about that right now because winter break is coming up and Truman will be right there with me with every single show. Uh, and I will have more time to dedicate to fixing some of the technical problems. We want to get uh, more stuff, more of the classic podcast stuff onto the show that we so that can help us grow. Um, we want to uh, get intro, outro music. We want to get more guests. Like I said, more interviews with athletes is our goal. Ultimately, we've had three so far, and we want to keep that growing. Um, three great interviews, uh, and we want to keep that growing as well. So we ask that you bear with us as we try to you know kind of push through. But we are excited to be working with Grand Old Sports. We're excited to have more new energy into this podcast, um, and. Big things are ahead, so we're excited, so stay tuned. Check our Twitter for any updates. But other than that, have a great day. Tune in on Thursday as we're going to have another great show for you. Uh, with Truman, he'll be back in studio. Maybe we even get a guest. I'm not so sure yet, uh, but tune into Twitter to find out. But other than that, have a great day, and tune in on Thursday. Thanks, guys. <laughs>